Welcome, everybody, to this Xbox Life episode 409, Return to the Frontier. I am Brun BJ Swick 33, and along with me is Rob, also known as Presar. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Mark Wingman 709. Yes, sir. <laughs> and we are live on twitch.tv slash this Xbox Life, and we start up usually every Sunday. Whenever we feel like it. 10 and quarter after 10 Eastern time, if you want to catch 30. us live. Sometimes midnight. <laughs> Whatever we feel like. We're rebels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you go out to uh, our stream and catch us live, you can chat with us and follow us, and then you'll be alerted when we start up. So, But thank you, everybody, for stopping out. And we got a good show. We were off last week, and we're back this week. We got two games to talk about and a couple other tidbits here and there. But before we do all that... We like to uh, start off with what we've been playing. So, who would like to go first? Sure, Nobody? I'll go. Crickets. All right, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I played. Uh, I think it was only two games this week. So, at least those are the only two that I recall. Oh my goodness! Everybody's liking my achievements through the Xbox Beta app, and it's like. <laughs> That's going crazy right now. That's what happened to me a couple weeks ago, remember? I was like, thanks, oh, Wing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, is that me? I'm like, yeah. That's... But it's not even on. It's just like Windows is just like, hey, by the way, everybody likes this. Um, uh, nope. <laughs> Mine's making noise now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways. Okay. So uh, I played um, this little game called Battle Fail 1. I, I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but um, played that. I played that last week when it came out. And, um, yeah, I called a battle fail. I know everybody's going to hate me, but everybody hates me anyway. So <laughs> I got to keep, you know, I got to keep up with their reputation. Um, but we'll talk about that later because we're going to, we're going <laughs> to, thanks Rob. <laughs> thanks Rob. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, anyways, uh, so I played battlefield one and I've played Titanfall two. And um, I'm just going to leave it at that because we're going to talk about both later. So, cool. Rob, what about you? Oh, Freesar. Now he's just doing it to everybody. <laughs> Got you both. <laughs> now, uh, so I played a couple of things. I um, also played a little bit of uh, Battlefield 1, at least the demo. I did not get the game. And I had a hard time just even getting through that whole introductory section and then i had to turn it off it's just like i don't know i i just didn't have much interest in it for some reason but uh i'm, I'm thinking of going back to it at some point and then uh, with gears of war 4 coming out recently i figured oh, yeah, I mean, I like I, what's that i said oh yeah i forgot about poor old gears i played <laughs> oh, that. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was the new shiny two weeks ago yeah it's so two weeks ago <laughs> yeah it's already exactly. forgotten <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh man so you know everybody was loving that game and i'm like you know what because i mean i was i was almost itching to you know just buy it and and try it out so i'm like you know what i've got the old ones i've never finished them so i started way back when with gears one so I'm working my way through Gears 1. I did the first two acts of it. 
And uh, what I'm thinking of doing is just stepping through gears one, two, three, and then then I'll do four. Yeah, and skip uh, judgment. What's that? I said, yeah, just skip judgment. It's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I that's unfortunately that's the one that I played the most. <laughs> oh. We're back on the 360. But, uh, yeah, with backwards compatibility, I've got, uh, what, one, two in Judgment, I believe. And uh, I'll figure out what to do with Gears of War 3. Actually, I think I have it on disc. But anyway, uh, so I played uh, Gears, and then I tried the Escapists. That was the free game from, like, two weeks ago. Not bad. I mean, uh, uh, well, I don't... It's really strange. Just pixel art. Uh, you're some guys in a prison. You're trying to break out. The short little tutorial that it gives you makes sense because you can actually escape. And then once you start playing the actual game, you're like, well, what do I do? This is. Did you guys try this game? No. No. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. I mean, maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But, uh, you know, it's like you go have lunch, you walk around the prison yard, and it's like, hey, what do I do? And it tells you, you know, be observant, do this and that, look, you know, for your optimum time to escape. And uh, I don't know, I, I'm sure, I mean, this game got some good reviews from what I remember. I just don't know if I'm seeing it yet, but uh, I thought I'd give it a try. And then the game that we all said was strange. And we didn't know what the heck it was. Octodad. Remember that game? Yeah. <laughs> so my son has been watching a bunch of YouTubers uh, play different games. A lot of Roblox. Oh, and I tried Roblox as well. It's uh, it's interesting, sort of, as well. But uh, so he's been watching a bunch of YouTubers. And he watched this one video from this guy. Dennis Daly is his name. Looks like a high school kid who just does, uh, you know, various games on the PC. And this guy was playing Octodad. And we started watching it, and it was actually really funny. At least the guy's commentary. So uh, we actually uh, played Octodad. And uh, it's it, the trailer that they have really doesn't do it justice. I think the trailer actually ruins the game, <laughs> at least the impression of the game. Granted, it is a very strange game because the premise is you play an octopus that is pretending to be a person and the octopus is married and has two kids. They're all human and nobody notices that he's an octopus for some reason. And the controls are really weird, but uh, it's kind of like, um, I mean, it's got some humor in it. And I don't know if it's a great game, but it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a nice little diversion. I tend to like these games that are a little like off the beaten path, a little bit of a new experience. And, uh, and this game definitely is. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, Octodad. It's something that, uh, my son and I seem to enjoy a little bit. And, uh, that was about it for me. That's it for you. All right. Well, for me, mine is really simple as well. I played some Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2. So, and I will save my stuff for later as well. 
Very cool. All right. Moving forward. If you'd like to support us uh, and support the show, uh, we've been doing this for, this is our 409th episode. Um, yeah, very long time. Um, so, and and shows are free, everything's free, but if you'd like to support the show, you can become a patron on patreon.com slash thisxboxlife or thisxboxlife.com slash patreon. And uh, that is like, you know, everybody's familiar with Patreon. It's like a monthly subscription. If you donate, I believe our big thing is if it's, what, $10 a month, you can be a guest on the show. Yep. All right. And then if you're more, you know, don't really like the reoccurring payments or anything like that, you can drop us a $10,000 tip on thisxboxlife.com slash donations. So, or dollar, whatever. Or more. Yeah, (laughs) or more. So, and those are a couple ways that help out the show. We, it kind of helps let us do giveaways and, uh, it also helped, you know, provide for equipment and hosting and, and things like that. So we do greatly appreciate it. Nothing's expected, but everything's appreciated. And we are in the round table. Now, Mark set up, you set up round table today. I'll let you take it away. Alrighty. Um, so I'm going to spare Rob some, some info here. For the November games with gold, uh, we don't we need to put this in the bottom. But um, so coming in November, which is on Tuesdays, November first, um, you will be able to get Super Dungeon Brothers for the whole month of November for free. Then and that's on Xbox One, and then uh, also on Xbox One, Murdered Soul Suspect will be free November sixteenth through December fifteenth. This actually is a really good game. I bought this when it was like seven bucks or something. And uh, this is actually a, a good game. So uh, definitely get it when it's free, guys, if you haven't tried it out yet. Um, also now on the 360 with, and also on the Xbox One, The Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition will be available November 1st through the 15th. And this this one is one I actually want to get and play. <laughs> so I remember Monkey Island way back in the in the day, so I'm kind of curious what this is going to be like. Oh, yeah. It looks like. And then uh, November 16th through the 30th, um, also for 360 and Xbox One, is Far Cry 3. Oh, excuse me. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. So those are coming soon. So don't miss out. And then grab your October games while you still can. All right. So I got a couple items, actually, three, which are not. Uh, they're not. Well, they are sort of Xbox related, they're not completely off. But I wanted to mention this to you guys. Uh, first of all, did you guys see the Microsoft announcement for the Surface Studio? I saw bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't actually go out and watch watch this one. Actually, I missed the last Apple one and this Microsoft one. Um, but I did catch a lot of it on the a lot of the news feeds and tech feeds that I read. Well, I didn't like get to watch it, but I saw. I read some stories afterwards, and the studios. Pretty pretty sweet, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. This this is I would really love to have one of these. Um, problem is, is the cost. Yeah, but, that, that's yes. my one thing. Is I saw it and I'm like, okay, that's really cool. I like the idea. Um, you know, some of us, you know, even at work, we have people that use surfaces as their primary work PC. You yeah. know, we're trying to go to those because, you know, you can get a nice. I think. 
two terabyte or a terabyte in space and and 16 gigs of ram or 32 gigs of ram or something like that I mean, with an i7 in it so i know they're they're really what you know you they're built pretty tough and they're about twenty seven hundred dollars twenty three hundred dollars i think for one of those yeah the surface line is a premium product yeah i mean yeah. you can kind of think of it like uh like a mac i mean mm-hmm. macs have always had a premium price tag to them uh, it doesn't seem to stop people um, so, but I, I don't know, you know, I think with, with Apple, that's kind of the only option you have. So people, you know, you buy it here, you have other options, you have cheaper options for windows. So I don't know how well this is going to go across, but it's a beautiful looking, uh, uh, computer. Um, but what I, the reason I wanted to bring this up was if anybody out there is considering to get one, I wanted to let you know that, um, the Xbox one controller. Uh, will natively work with the Surface Studio. So you won't have to use a dongle or anything. You can just turn it on and it will work. So and I, I believe that's because um Bluetooth. I don't I don't think it's got the Xbox wireless in it. I think it's just Bluetooth. Well um, there was that article says, a long time ago though that was talking about like where all the new motherboards and all new Windows PCs and everything will just automatically connect to all Microsoft devices, like without, right, without well, dongles does, and stuff. It says it has built-in support for the Xbox One wireless controller protocol. So maybe it is the you know because the the new controllers have Bluetooth and the wireless. So this yeah, doesn't this says Xbox One wireless controller. So it doesn't say the new controller. So maybe it does have that actual wireless connection. You know where you hit the button to make it sync up, but. Um, yeah, it's it's built in. So I just kind of want to let everybody know uh, if you're looking for a new PC, uh, the thing's pretty sweet. It's got a huge screen too, and they got uh, so Engadget. It's got some nice uh, pictures and videos of it. And there's like this lady. What's really cool is like if you're a designer, I mean, you can angle the screen down almost like a drafting board, if you will, in front of you. And then it comes with the Surface Pen, so you can draw on the screen just like on a Surface tablet. But this is a full like home PC, um, you know. It's it's really slick. But it's got that little dial thing. Did you see that? I'm I don't know. I I did hear about it, but I don't know what the dial does. Yeah, it's this little um, aluminum puck, a wireless yeah, aluminum puck. Sort of, yeah, sort of. That's but it, it it's it's a dial, <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess it's like a hundred dollars, but. You can sit it down on the table, and then when you need it, you can take it and you place it on the screen, and then you can rotate it. So when you place it on the screen, the surface detects it, and I guess depending on what you're doing, it could be uh, different features, like uh, like they showed how you can put it in and use it to like rotate something, so you're spinning the puck. And then it rotates the image on the screen or it shoots out like a little menu around it. And then you can <laughs> turn it to select the menu options. And uh, they, were, they were talking about it actually on the Sam's Report podcast mm-hmm. where they said that like the, the system itself was pretty straightforward to design except for the bottom part. There's some kind of like special rubber that they had a laser etch different designs into because 
They had to make it so it can sit on a table and then also sit on the screen and not slide or scratch the screen. So they actually went through hundreds of different iterations of the of that like rubber at the bottom, just trying to find out like one that would work perfectly for them. So it was it's an interesting uh, like little add-on, definitely. I mean, you know, it's it's something new. It's something that I've never seen elsewhere, and you know. Kudos to Microsoft for making another peripheral. Yeah, it's got a zero gravity hinge that lets you dis- adjust the display down a 20 degree angle. Um, and the puck or the dial that you're talking about is not included. Um, but yeah, this is it lets you use gestures to manipulate functions on different surface compatible uh, apps. Yeah. So, interesting. It's neat. It's really neat. They got a new keyboard and a mouse that. You know, with that kind of slick, futuristic design look. Looks Mac-ish. It does. It's Windows 10. But, uh, okay. Yeah, except so, for it's probably two grand more expensive than Mac. <laughs> I was very surprised when I saw the price of, like, the top of the line when it was, like, 4700 or four grand oh. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they, then, were saying, they were saying, like, Probably two thousand of that is just the screen. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a crazy resolution on there. It's like, yeah. isn't it like four thousand by something? Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I just I know they released something, and then Apple came out with the new MacBook Pro with like the touch screen part of it, and they removed like a a number of the peripheral ports. So it's like, you know, you're gonna have to buy. $3,000 worth of extra cables just to plug all your stuff in. I just, yeah. I just saw these number of things going around. And then, you know, the one, the one thing that I was just like, Oh my gosh, check that out. Was, um, was razor's new laptop, the razor notebook, the pro version of theirs. It's got like an I seven, a full mechanical keyboard, low profile, mechanical keyboard, a 1080 has a 1080 in it. Uh, but the starting price for it is thirty seven hundred, and I was just like, "Wow!" I was just crazy to think that, you know, here we are; these new things are coming out, but everybody seems to like be doubling the prices of what PCs should be. You know, so pretty crazy. Yeah, it looks like it's well, even. It's higher than four K. It's um twenty eight so, inch screen. With uh, 13.5 million pixels, which is 63% more than a 4K display. Wow. It's uh, 4,500 by 3,000 pixels sense display. <laughs> wow. It can yes. switch between DCI P3 color and RGB on the fly. Wow. So there's there's a lot of technology. And this thing's really geared at designers. That's They even got this creators update coming out. And so they're really going after people that do a lot of graphical design and stuff with this this is so but yeah cool stuff i think very cool it just you know just real quick it just really amazes me the way that these displays are going because i mean i i know that something like this is so expensive and a lot of it is the screen because i mean you just said it right there this thing's higher than 4k was it 13 million pixels on there? Yeah. That means that the factory has to produce a display where 13 and a half million pixels work perfectly. 
I, I can't even imagine what the like trash rate of these things is because that's usually what a lot of the cost is in these displays because they have failure rates that are sometimes pretty significant. So they might need to make like, you know, 10 displays of something and only have like a couple that work and then the rest just get recycled. And that's where a lot of the cost is. So each one of these has 13 and a half million pixels. Yeah, and none of them are dead. And Artemis like, yeah, and our human eyes can see all the pixels, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, is somebody, somebody will take that and they'll, you know, pause it and they'll count the pixels like they do when they try to compare games between Xbox one and, and PlayStation four to see like, Oh, this one's only 900 P. Oh, this one's 1080 P. Oh, this one's 4.6397 K. <laughs> PC master race. (laughs) So, but yeah, that's crazy though. But I, I am, I am surprised that, you know, there, there was a comment from lethal migraine is, you know, Google and uh, Google and Microsoft are going to take down Apple because Apple has that premium cost. Like Mark said, and it's always been that way. People know if you're, if you buy an Apple product, you're going to pay a premium price for it. Um, but their products are great. Their hardware is awesome. I mean, you can't, you can go to Microsoft and see people running Windows on a MacBook because MacBook's just probably one of the best laptops out there. Um, but to see companies come out with things to try to undermine them or, or you know, push it to the next level, I think new technology is awesome. Um, I don't think we can go anywhere unless people do things like this. Um, but to blow out, you know, everybody's pockets you know instead of trying to make something more reasonable is is what kind of gets me a little bit you know four thousand dollars there a four thousand dollar laptop you know it apple bringing out a pen for their ipad pro that's a hundred dollars you know 160 dollars for attachable keyboard it's just like come on now you know wait where are we going here so but yeah going to the bank yeah. They are. So uh, the next piece of news here um, is, and I know that Mojo Red was very happy about this. Uh, one of the gripes that audiophiles have had with the Xbox One S is despite the console's Ultra HD Blu-ray drive, it doesn't support next-gen audio standards. Well, that's going to change in the near future as all Xbox Ones will get a free update adding Dolby Atmos playback via Bitstream. Um, so that is coming. So if that's something important to you, you know, the Xbox one that will be getting uh next gen audio via free updates. Does anybody want to explain, do, does anybody really read up on what that audio is? Not I. Or what it does for you. Cause I'm just curious if it's just something where, we need to have, okay, yeah, we're getting an update, but you need to have a headset that's capable of using it or something like that. Kind of like HDR. It's like, hey, everybody's got a HDR upgrade, but uh, but you need an HDR TV. <laughs> so, or we do 4K, but you can have 4K TV. So. I don't know if it's one of those things or not. I did see it, but didn't read up if it's something special or you need new peripherals for it. No, I have no idea. I do not know. Uh, the article looks says like it's can... recent, twenty twelve. Right. 
What? Yeah. It was oh, first the- utilized in Pixar's Brave. Yeah, I just see the last at the end of this engadget thing. It says now it's time to drop fifteen hundred dollars on a sound bar that can help you make the most of that improved sound. All right. So, I, I, if you're like me and you just you don't you play through your TV speakers, this is no big deal. But yeah. if you are someone who has a home audio system and alter, you know, and have the yeah. best of everything, this is definitely they're they're going to have the sound bars. They're going to have the stuff to take advantage of this most likely. So yeah, yeah, a guy I work with, he's a big audio audio guy. I mean, he's got nice speakers and 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 stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah, I play the same. I've, it's like I play just through what my TV has, and I, he just kind of gives me that look like leave <laughs> or get out of my face <laughs> so but yeah okay all right so the last the last one before we get into our game topics uh or talk about the the games is um this one i found rather interesting so we know all about sony's um vr headsets we're very familiar with oculus and rift or sorry oculus and vive um and, and you know their headsets and everything they're doing and we've not heard anything about microsoft and we've been contemplating for a long time that a you know maybe the uh, scorpio will support the rift and the vive you know, mm-hmm. that's what microsoft's gonna do well it seems things are not that could still be an option but yeah. um it looks like there's going to be a lot more options and a lot cheaper options so Microsoft has partnered with Lenovo, HP, and Dell, and they're all working on $300 Windows VR headsets. Um, so Microsoft's, uh, oh, I'm just going to read a little bit of this. So Microsoft's holographic computing platform will cross over the world of virtual reality. The company first revealed its hybrid VR ambitions at Computex earlier this year and today, which was, what, two days ago, a couple days ago. Um, they, the vision was solidified on stage as it's added. And this was also during the, the surface event yep. where they mentioned they introduced the surface studio. So Microsoft has partnered with companies like HP, Asus, Lenovo, Dell, and Acer to bring a slew of affordable VR headsets, all of which are said to start at 299. The windows 10 compatible headsets will rely on the forthcoming creators update that will, was also announced today as part of a larger push to bring 3d design and scaling or scanning capabilities to the masses. Um, this launch, uh, this, the VR accessories that will launch alongside the update next spring will work with Windows PCs, uh, and will essentially be capable of bringing 3D holograms into the blah, 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 blah. So the thing is, is this was all based around Windows 10. The thing is, is that the Xbox One is Windows 10. That's what it is now. It's, it's a Windows 10, um, uh, device so this stuff is this this could be an option for us so and this is probably what we'll see bundled with the scorpio would be my uh would be my guess that hp will pro- or my i'm sorry microsoft will probably work with one or several of these vendors to include their lower cost headsets into a scorpio or you know just outright make them available for us to purchase separately um, you know, because we don't know. I would imagine, I would hope that the Scorpio will have a VR bundle for people that want that. But this will probably be um, where you go. 
Now, whether these are as good as an Oculus, we don't know because these are said to start at two ninety nine. So that that tells me there's going to be lower end versions of of the headsets. But it does bring it's going to give us an op opportunity to possibly have a lower cost system um, to jump into VR if we want to as Xbox gamers um, or even Windows gamers. You know, we got I know there's a lot of people out there that game heavily on Windows. Um, so I think a cheaper option might be better for something like this, especially for a, a computer. You know, these guys are playing VR at their desk or on their Windows PC. It's, I don't know a lot that, you know, are going to stand in front of their desk and move around and, and do stuff. So uh, maybe a, a cheaper headset would be better. So, but what yeah. did you guys think? Did you guys hear anything different on these? Uh, Robbie, you go first. Sorry. Yeah, I think a lot of the news is still very preliminary and um i'm really not sure that we'll see this for the xbox one i mean it it makes sense to tie it in with scorpio but as of right now they're just positioning it from what i've seen just as a windows device and some kind of competition against uh, vive and oculus and i could see them you know, easily now here in 2016 or 2017, whenever it is that these things come out, I could see them just, you know, taking all of the work that Oculus has done over the past couple of years and Vive and one-upping it because it's always easier to bring in that secondary product than it is the first one just because of all the R&D that's involved. When you bring in a second product, I mean, you can cheapen it and, you know, you don't have to do all that work that the first guy did so um it's going to be interesting to see what these things have if they're going to be a step up from what is uh currently out with oculus and vive and um i'm just kind of suspicious with the starting at 399 or 299 300 price tag i would think that it doesn't have something but you know, it, it's hard to say. So, yeah. um, what were you going to say, Brent? Oh, I was just going to say, like, the, the the one thing is, is like, yes, I don't think it's Xbox One. I agree with you. I think it's going to be starting with Scorpio. I mean, if they have something for Windows 10 that's out, I can't see why Scorpio wouldn't work on it. Um, but they did talk about the um, inside out. It's the inside out tracking. What is that? So the way I understood it is the game is supposed to be like, it's supposed to put you like in the middle and everything's tracked from you out instead of like having cameras looking at you to try to figure out where to place you in the game or what to or to see what you're doing in the game. This oh, one I here see. is okay. it builds the game around you. I, I'm assuming I, I, I would need to read more, but that's kind of what I was understanding about it. And Oculus is uh, Oculus two or the second version or beta version of, uh, of Oculus is supposed to be also have this. Um, so maybe they're, you know, think they're kind of using some of the tech that they have with the, um, with the hollow lens to help out, but I can't see why it wouldn't work, but then I do hope they still use Oculus and Vive and, and support those because I'm assuming that when you are building a VR game, you have to build for a Vive, for an Oculus, for this Microsoft one, for PlayStation VR, 
you can probably port to the other ones. Um, but it's one of those things like, okay, don't lock yourself in just to your, to your VR because like, you know, take PlayStation for example, like all their games have to be PlayStation VR. Everybody has to port it over there. Um, but if you're Microsoft and you say, Oh, you want to put your VR game on, on, uh, on Scorpio? Sure. You, you build it for Vive. Yep. We support Vive. Yep. We support Oculus. Yep. We support our Microsoft one. Um, and then of course, you know, if that turns into be like, well, I don't want to buy three, you know, three VR devices. Well, just pick one, buy one. And then maybe the other people will port, but you can't, it's good. Maybe not to force them down that road. I don't know. When I heard this, I was kind of just like, what are they doing? I was, I just couldn't believe that they're even going to attempt it. Cause to me, I feel like they're day late dollar short type of scenario. Like why now There's, are they zooming <laughs> it? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, Oh, maybe we should have done something. So let's just, you know, go at a half speed type of scenario. But, um, I don't know. We'll have to see what comes yeah, of it. I, the inside out thing looks interesting. I, I, I like that because you know, with the vibe and all those things and, um, with all those cameras, like we have a division at work that makes they they were, they're working on VR stuff. So, um, you know, I work at a hospital where they want to build VR to help people like move things and, and uh, exercise and move their arms. Like if they're bound to a wheelchair and they, they want to do things. So they're building games to get, get the kids to interact and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, you might have saw me like take a picture of a hollow lens in my hand. Like I took a picture. I'm like, look what I got, you know, and it's a hollow lens. I got to put it on and, and stuff. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, but they have Vive and they have Oculus and, and, you know, they're just like, oh, Oculus is the worst. You know, Vive is nice. And, and, uh, but the way they see it is they're like, oh, AR is the way to go. They're, they're all, all about the hollow lens. And when I told them about this and this inside out VR, they're just like, oh, really? That, you know, they seemed real excited about it. So maybe that is the, the future of VR and, and stuff like that. So I guess we'll just have to find out. Cool. Okay, so let's move in. I did add one other. I do want to talk because we didn't, I think we talked a little bit about Gears 4 two weeks ago, but let's take a quick moment just to update anything that uh, we might want to say. We'll make it brief and no spoilers because Rob hasn't played it yet. Um, I'm still only an hour in. <laughs> yeah, and don't talk about Gears 1 because Rob still hasn't played that. We don't want to spoil it for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I just want to say, but my thoughts on Gears of War 4 was there's still, I did complete the campaign and it was amazing story. The, the, the campaign was awesome. The uh, story was great. I, I loved the ending. Um, and if you, if you don't understand the ending, then reach out to me and I'll explain it. I can't say it. Mm-hmm. But the ending had a real, you know, a lot of people might have not caught it. The very last thing you see has very big significance and kind of sets up and explains. It really explains what happened in this game and Gears 4 explains um, the story about uh, Kate's mother. I'll just leave it at that. And it goes beyond that and uh, basically really sets up so you... you it pretty much tells me in my, uh, that I know exactly what's going to happen in Gears 5, or at least what the premise is. So it's really interesting. It was really cool. Um, 
very, very great story. They did an amazing job. Uh, the campaign was a lot of fun. Uh, so definitely, definitely don't forget to play the campaign in Gears 4. Um, as for Horde Mode, it's a lot of fun. I do enjoy it. Uh, it's a neat twist with the Fabricator. Um, and uh, what's interesting is on November 1st, they already got new maps coming out. And I guess they're going to release two maps every month for the first year. So there's a year from now, there's going to be a ton of maps to play. <laughs> there's already quite a few. So, um, you know, kudos for what uh, Coalition is doing. They did a great job with this game. I could not be happier. Um, so what do you think, Bron, so far? Um, I I am not very far into the campaign. Um, I haven't played, I think, in two weeks since Battlefield 1 came out. Um, I still want to go back and play it. I haven't even opened up. I haven't even logged into multiplayer. I mean, that's... I really like Gears, and I'm, I'm not going to say anything bad about the game or, or put any things into it. Like, what I've played of it, I've, I've liked. Um, you know, I really want to play Horde. I, I want to get in there and play it. I just, I, it's almost like I need to be forced to play it now. Like, uh, FNL, I think it's time to come back. My, my son's last football game was, was Friday. Um, so he's done with football for, you know, two, three weeks until basketball starts up. And once his wrist is healed, uh, so maybe an FNL like play multiplayer or horde mode for FNL. I know Titanfall Two is out, and I know Battlefield One's out, but really these three games coming out the way they did has not been a good thing for gaming. I, I think in general, I think they have all hurt hurt each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like I see like all Titanfall Titanfall Two sales are down and and or they're not selling as well, and and it's just like you know it, maybe it was a bad idea. To, to put Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2, even though I think Titanfall 2 had their date set first. You know, EA comes and puts Battlefield 1 in there. You know, well, it's, it's tough. I mean, you got Gears, followed by Battlefield, followed by Titanfall, followed by Call of Duty this week. I mean, yeah, you got four sh big shooters in a row, and not everybody can afford to, you know, buy all four. Right. Especially yeah. if you're buying the hundred dollar versions or hundred twenty dollar versions, and you know it's yeah. uh, it's tough. Yeah, and and I mean all three game, all three of these games. It's not like they're released annually. You know, it's been how many years since a Gears game came out? And I know, I know, whatever the prequel was, but Gears several three, years. yeah, several years, and Titanfall yeah. two's been oh several three years. years. Yeah. Oh, it's been longer than three, hasn't it? No, Titanfall one came out right out after the Xbox One released. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. It was like in January, or February, or something like that, mm. wasn't it? We're getting close to three years. I think it's less than three years. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I mean, a couple of years, and then you know, Battlefield Four was two, three, you know, going on. Oh, yeah, going on four years or something. And so I mean, I mean it's gosh, like how the, long has it been since we've had a Call of Duty game? Well, less than less than twelve months. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, that was meant it's, to be funny. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but I, you know, I really do, and everybody's excited for them. I mean, I know I bought all three of them. You know, but now the problem is, is I can't play all three of them. 
Uh, yes. I played I played more Titanfall two this weekend than I did Battlefield one. Of course, Battlefield one was having horrible connection issues yesterday. Uh, I tweeted them and Xbox support, and they said, "Oh, Battlefield uh, is aware, you know EA and Battlefield's aware of the issues." And then they tweeted out and said, "Oh, we're aware of the issues. We'll, uh, please stay here for for updates." And they still haven't updated anybody <laughs> except for PS4 people. So maybe they're still having issues. I don't know. I haven't went back and played because of that. Um, but uh, you know, I've played more Titanfall too, and I feel bad because Gears is just I've it's been left behind and and stuff. So. But yeah, still haven't played much to really talk about it. Okay. Well, I think that's, I mean, I just, you know, that was it. We talked about it two weeks ago. So um, that's fine. Just we can jump in uh, to Battlefield 1. We'll start with that since that was last week. Okay. Um, Rob, have you done any Battlefield? Well, you said you played the demo, right? Well, yeah, I played uh, the whole introductory section where you flip through the different people. Okay. And I do have to say, I noticed in the one where you're in the tank, there was a dude that was walking around in the sky. I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, nice quality checking, guys. Well, I mean, (laughs) well, sure, that'll happen. (laughs) Yeah. That'll happen. happen. It could. Yeah, it was was the mustard gas made him see things. Um, (laughs) So uh, let me go on this one, Bron, because this way we'll end this conversation on a good note. Because (laughs) I know, will yes, I'm sure we will. You're you're the big fan, so okay, sure. um, And I'm the hater. Um, (laughs) And you know, let me just preface this by saying, you know, I I was a huge Battlefield Two fan. Oh man, I I love that game. I mean, I still have just fond memories anytime I think of that or I hear the music and you know, or I think of the expansion packs that came out with that and oh, just the hundreds of hours I played. So, I mean, I I've I don't know why if it's my age or what or the games have just gotten a little more complicated, they seem to for me. I just not able to play them as well anymore, but so I'm I'm taking all of that out of the equation, okay? The the yeah. fact that I suck at the game, I'm not going to hold that against the game. Uh, that has nothing to do with the game. So my initial uh, foray into Battlefield One, I went in to play the campaign, and I went through that little introductory part, and it was lagging out, freezing. It was like trying to play a shooter. In, in a slideshow. Um, and I didn't understand this because this should not have, be connected. It's a campaign. It should have no connection to the internet. I shouldn't be impacted by anything. It should run smoothly. And it didn't. Um, I, I did make it through there. And um, I don't like their menus. The way that they set up the whole campaign thing didn't make any sense. So you can go and play anything you want, it looks like. I finally, uh, and then I saw, I'm, I'm like, well, where do I start? And then I went in and was like, oh, it's doing through the stupid intro one again. I had to quit out and went to play, I think it's Blood and Mud, which is the tank one. So it looks like the first mission. And again, the thing was so, it's like, you know, trying to move the tank and it was like, zzz, zzz, 
and it would just like it would just stop. It just kept like freezing, and I take a few steps, and my guy would stop, and I was like, "This is terrible." Hmm. And for some reason, it seems like nobody else is having this problem. It seems like I'm the only one that has this lag problem or freezing issue with this game. The game is not running at all for me. Um, I did eventually make it through that mission. I did not like the mission. Um, there was times that I had no clue what I like being in the tank. I thought was fun. I did enjoy it when I was in the tank, the on foot part sucked. It's like, you didn't know what you were supposed to do. You didn't know where you were supposed to go. Um, it was just kind of like, there was really no, they put the little thing on your HUD. Oh, go in this direction. But there's multiple paths to go, and you're like, am I supposed to follow this little trail to the right? Am I supposed to follow the trail to the left? Am I supposed to stay on the road? There was a comment, an audio thing, when the tank, when you first jump out, that made you think you had to walk along the road looking for, like, anti-tank weapons, because they talk about anti-tank weapons. So I'm, like, walking down, looking in the road, like, oh, am I supposed to be, you know, looking for tank mines? You know, and there were none whatsoever. No, you're walking forward to these you know, in areas where guys are set up with guns and stuff. And and it just, it doesn't, I didn't find that the game played very smoothly. Um, I really did not like the on foot part. Um, uh, even on the easier level, it seemed really uh, complicated, a little, little too hard. Um, uh, you know, everything's working really much against you. Um, and it just wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't it was too much like open world, even though it wasn't open. Yeah, you know, it just, it just, it had that like, like, eh, just figure it out. And maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe that's like the whole, well, war is confusing and you don't know what you're doing, but it's a video game. Okay. I'm trying to progress through a video game. You're trying to tell me a story of this character. But then, then you have it has to be linear. It has to you have to guide me along the way. I mean, um, so I really lost interest in it. I did end up playing that part, uh, and I have not gone back and done any of the others. Now, I have heard a lot of people say they didn't like that tank mission for very much the same things outside of the freezing issues. Um, you know about the whole not knowing what to do and where to go, and they just did not like the mission. Um, so. I, I haven't played anymore. I just really have no desire to. Plus, it's so choppy that it's like, what's the point? So, I did do, I think the first night I did go play one round of multiplayer, um, and it was pretty much, you know, spawn in and die. Uh, so, it was Battlefield for me. It was very much what I'm, what I'm used to. Um, another, then it was like, I think Friday night we got on. I did join some people for several rounds. Um, and I did have fun in the multiplayer for some parts of it. Um, I had some moments that were really fun and other moments. It just, what I don't understand is this game. I can, I mean, I will be behind a guy and I will shoot him dead in his back, put a whole clip in and he will turn around and pop me with one shot of whatever weapon he has. And I'm dead. So, and it happened time and time and time again. And I'm just like, this just doesn't make any sense, you know? So 
you know, I, I just got tired of it. I was like, I just, I have no desire to play this game anymore. Um, I think that the stuff they've done with the horses are cool. The tanks are cool. Um, I had to have not got, I did get into a biplane as a gunner. Um, that was, you know, it was interesting how, how it's slower and you've got, you know, just the machine gun out the back. Um, but I haven't had a whole lot of time in it, but it didn't, to me, it's just more of the same, just different skinned. Um, the, the, the overall gameplay is still the same. And, um, but yeah, that, I think that's about all I've got on it. So okay. I throw it over to you, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I, for your freezing issues, I feel bad that you're, you're experiencing that. I know, um, Maybe on it, like we were talking on Xbox Live, maybe uninstalling and reinstalling it. Um, see if that does anything for you. I know there was a patch, a patch pushed out, I think, over the last week or something. Maybe that might correct some of the issues, but yeah, I didn't have any of the freezing issues, but I could see how that would not make me happy at all. Um, uh, but I did start in the same mission, and yeah, they have like a you want to call I want to call it like a linear open world. So like they gave you like three or four paths you can go down, but you're really supposed to be sneaking through and taking out the enemies so they don't take out the tank, I guess. Um, but that's the same one I did. And, you know, I got to the bird part, which everybody's talking about the bird part. It wasn't it's it's not like you're the bird that long. And I thought it was kind of cool the way they're telling the story. But um, I'm not a big battlefield campaign person i am a person who believes battlefield is multiplayer um that's why when i heard their campaign of what they're doing is like little short stories um which is why you can pick whatever one you want to do first um because they're all separate i don't know i don't know if they all tie together um but the campaign's only like i think a total like five hours or something like that it's really short um which i was kind of happy to hear because then that kind of makes me want to go and do it uh, just to get it, get through it. Um, but to me, the multiplayer is what I play for. Um, I was really nervous when I heard they were going to do Battlefield One, uh, or, or sorry, World War One. Uh, I think they do have done a great job, like you said, with all the skins and the tanks and the horses and the, the feelings of the guns. And you know, it's like sometimes I wish it's like, ah, oh, if I could just have. <laughs> my my sight that I had on my M4 and Battlefield 4 and just to be happy with it instead of these, you know, iron sights all the time. And, you know, I don't like this scope. The scope's just not high-tech enough for me. And, oh, well, yeah, that's right. It's it's World War One. <laughs> so, um, when you get in with a good team, Mark, you were in with us one time. You, you, you played with us. Um, yeah, and, I think, you, and then you left, right? I think you yeah, I think we only all, got one game, and then I played with... Um, I was playing with Jesus. Yeah. Walks a lot and a couple other people. I don't remember who, but. And and that's the the thing is when you get in with a team and um, like if I'm not squad leader, let's say, you know, we bumped in and think I'm's one time. uh, um, Sean was in there and he was squad leader. I'm like, I like. What you know, I just start spamming the requesting orders button. <laughs> and he's like, What? I'm like, 
pick a place to go, pick a place to go, pick a place to go. And he goes, where do you want to go? I'm like, select E. And then we go to E and I'm like, now go to B. And he's selecting B. And then after that round, he's just like, I want to make you squad leader. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Because you need a team. You need the squad leader. You guys need it. You need to talk. You know, this that's is how you a get wide. Points. And, and, and yes, playing as a team kills mean, I think kills are 20 points. They're, they're basically nothing in this. Game. Yeah. Kills are think, 20 points, but capping a flag will get you 300. Yeah, I had, um, I wasn't it, I think it was that, wasn't it Battlefield? I was like, yeah, we had one game. I don't remember if that was with you. That yeah, that was the us. last one you were in. Yep. Where the five of us were the top six yep. on our team. Mm-hmm. And I was number two. Yeah. You're and below I had me. like, I was like, oh, and 15, you know, I w- but I was capping flags and throwing out med packs and you know spawning on my team and people were spawning on me so yeah i was actually getting points and ranking up so you can play that game without and and you know just not worry about trying to kill people yeah i guess one bonus about it that you do get you can get points when, when you can't get any kills yeah yeah like i said like 20 points for a kill and but yet you'll get two three hundred for capping, and if you cap as a team, and that's what's selected that you're doing, then you get an award bonus for following following orders. Right. So I mean, it's super important to do that, and and the kills come. That that's the thing is when I first started playing, even ba- you know I played Battlefield Four, you know going sixty and nine, sixty and twelve, like you know Battlefield Four, you know just. Knowing the map, knowing where to go, knowing the choke points, knowing this, knowing that. Well, when you fall into a new Battlefield game, you don't know any of that. But you learn over time. You learn after going 8 and 15 or 3 and 20 and and, and stuff like that. You'll eventually turn that score around and start getting the kills definitely when you're running as a team. And when you're running as a team, you'll have one or two guys that will have a high amount of kills. But yeah, they may be third or fourth on the team. Because they just happen to be the one that gets the last shot or or things like that. Because when you're running a squad of five and you go against two people and those two people get killed, well, only two people's getting a kill. <laughs> but, you know, so it's it's just the way it is. And that's why I like Battlefield. That's, that's why I don't like um, the games where kills matter a huge amount, uh, like Attrition and, and Titanfall 2. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but... Um, Battlefield to me is a team game. If you're playing by yourself, you're not going to have any fun. Um, that's why I like playing with a team, and a team has to. I like when they work together. Um, but yes, it's just it. It was it's frust. It gets frustrating sometimes. <laughs> but I I think the whole point, like everybody talks about KD, everybody's got this you know Call of Duty mentality. I think a lot. Not not you, Mark, but um, with KD, like oh, I got a three five or I got a three KD or a four KD, and I'm just like. But what rank are you? You know, and it's like, well, I'm rank thirty. Oh, I'm rank eighty, and I got a one. <laughs> and it's because I play as I, but I got three thousand revives. How many revives you got? Oh, I, I snipe in the back corner of our base the whole entire map. And I'm just like, so you're the problem. <laughs> it's like I don't care if you got a three <laughs> KD, you're the problem. <laughs> so, um, and that's just that's that thing like that. And and to me, having a KD of one. You know, having more kills than you do deaths overall over a long period of time is eventually what you just get to. That's just the way it happens. But, um, but yeah, I'd like for you to come back out. And I, 
you know, again, it's just something with campaigns. I don't know. I have a hard time playing them, but, um, but I do like Battlefield One. The load times are horrendous. Um, yeah, they need to get that fixed. So uh, I mentioned it in Darkness Four Two Nine that we've mentioned him. He's a, he's a Twitch streamer and he and he's a Battlefield uh, uh, in the Battlefield One and and stuff. And he tweeted back. He said, "What you know? What's the speed of your hard drive? What do you do? You know, asking those questions because you know what I didn't think about that. Hey, I this is installed on my three hard drive device it's not internal to my xbox um i think my hard drive speed is one of the 7500 drives it's not a 10,000 rpm or whatever those are it's not an ssd i know that um but i i do believe the 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 load times need to get a little bit shorter and and it's it's wow it's pretty bad um hopefully they they get those corrected sometime soon because they are they are really in finding a match takes a while and and stuff like that but maybe yesterday's whole ordeal was them trying to fix that stuff and they just broke it I don't I don't know um but yeah that that's my and you know you want to know my negative that's that's my big my negative on it is is the load times and stuff it's just and, and trying to sometimes get a team together into a round you got pop up that says oh do you there's another thing do you want to join do you want to join and somebody hits it but yet you got two people start matches and and it doesn't group them together and 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 between battlefield and titanfall i think they both have horrible issues with trying to get parties into games it's crazy um but yeah that's my battlefield one titanfall 2 absolutely so do you want wow. me to start so we can end on a good note? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Absolutely. You're welcome to. <laughs> uh, so. Rob, Titanfall 2? Haven't played it, so oh, it's all man. you guys. Rob's so easy this week. I knew that. See, when, before we started the show, I said, let's keep Rob quiet. Let's talk about Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2. That's Let's how, talk about current games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll come. Hey, Rob, we'll come back to him on episode five hundred. We'll we ever have about a mobile strike episode? He'll be. He won't ever shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first on Titanfall two? Sure. Okay. Uh, because one thing, uh, I I haven't beat the campaign. Uh, I know you have. You said yeah. You messaged me yesterday and said you beat the campaign. Um. Uh, I'm liking it. But I, I have the same. I'm not going to put anything really into like. I'm not saying I'm not going to like it because I do, but I almost feel like myself falling out of it already. Uh, just the same way I did with Battlefield because I like. I bought these games to play multiplayer. Just put it that. Just face the facts. But um, the only thing I that I've noticed about the campaign, it's like okay, go in big little ba- you know big battle. Here's a battle. Oh, jump puzzle. Oh, battle. Oh, jump puzzle. And then boss battle. That that's what I feel like their campaigns doing. Um you know, not not monster closets or anything like that, but you know, hold this point for 60 seconds or hold this point until the doors open and then find your way over to here cuz you need to do this. And and that's kind of what I feel the campaigns doing. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I I'm playing it. I had fun with it. Uh I st- Probably will beat it because how how many hours did you put into it, Mark? How long was it? Campaign's not very long. I would imagine it's, and I didn't pay attention, but it's probably 
six hours. Okay, see that that makes me want to go play it, just like the battlefield. I I like short campaigns. Um, I, I think anything less than five hours, maybe too short, if if you're really banking on that single player campaign. Uh, but to me, I think with both Battlefield and Titanfall, these campaigns are just like, oh yeah, we got a single player campaign now because we feel like we have to. Um, but that's that. Multiplayer issues with getting parties together. It's really confusing. The menu system's really confusing um, to me. And then the other thing is... Um, yeah, they messed that all up. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I, I imagine I'll just get used to it. Same thing with Battlefield. I mean, Battlefield's menu, I, I like it, but I didn't really at first because it was just like, holy cow, what is all this? Um, Battlefield, I kind of I, I kind of like that they just have, okay, here's here's 10 guns, you know, and, and this is just what they are. You In your three different guns, one has a scope, one has a medium-sized scope, one's a marksman, one's iron sights. Those are your three different choices. Uh, they don't have like this, oh, put on a an angled grip and a different stock and do this and do this and do this. Um, I kind of didn't like that. And then I got over the Titanfall and it, and I feel like it's been, it's like Call of Dutyized, which is like here is 16 different guns and 40,000 attachments to the gun and, and 30 different setups. So to me... Uh, I'm kind of going through those and learning those. I, I don't feel like I've been left behind in Titanfall, so I feel like I'll be able to do fine. I The gun I have now is like that R201 or something like that. I think I'm a level 11 on it. I really like that gun. Um, the only other thing that was kind of bugs me, and I'd like to see how you feel about it, Mark, is you have your levels, and then you have your gens, you know, your generation, or regens, right? It'll go up to 10. But everything has a level now. Yeah. And, and, and there's before anybody jumps on me, this is what battlefield four did. Like for you to unlock a scope, you had to get your gun up to like 150 kills or 200 kills, which would unlock attachments. That's kind of what they do here. It's like, Oh, to unlock this, you have to, you know, get your weapon up to a level 12 or something like that. I'm not a huge fan of that. I really wasn't in battlefield either. Cause it's just like, man, when I get a gun, I like a gun, and if I wanted to go try something else, it's just like, uh-uh, sorry, sir. You're just not going to kick butt like you were earlier because you're only level one on that gun, even though you're a Gen 4 level 40. <laughs> you're only level one on that gun. And then you have to level every Titan. So everything you do in that game is like you have to level. Level the Titan, level the gun, level the other gun, level the player, and it's just like, how many levels do we need? Can't we just it, it level somebody? It happen pretty quick, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does. It's like it does. You play one round, you're leveling up a bunch of stuff. You're moving right? about halfway, you know. And it's, and as you go yeah. though, those lines that are filling up that bar, they get smaller though. You know, you do eventually need more to to level up. And I've been like right. I said, I I played all weekend. I had fun. It took me a oh, took me a good ten rounds, I think, to move from my battlefield mode. To, to a fast mode, you know, close quarters mode. Uh, there is a switch. There's a time that you have to do between those two uh, to get used to it. Um, but I had fun. Um, we played some attrition. I like hard point, 
And I like, uh, I kind of like the one with the bank. A lot of people don't like the one where you bank the money. I kind of do, uh, but I do like hard point the most. I think I'm ready for um, defense, uh, frontier, frontier defense. defense. Um, I hope they bring it, man. So, and I'm not going to sit there and be like, they don't have all the modes <laughs> um, or anything like that because I've been having fun playing it. Um, I play with Tone is my Titan that I like. And uh, yeah, the only issue, not to end on a negative note, but the only issue I have is, and it could be just the kill cam, is I feel a lot of the times... I start shooting a guy, putting a clip into him, and then he turns turns around and kills me. And then watching his kill cam, he's shooting me first, and then I'm shooting. And then his kill cam shows it shows him shooting me, and then I start to shoot back, and he kills me. But yet in real life, I was on my side. I was shooting him first, and this happened um, not all of the time that I got killed, but it was a number of times that I've noticed. To where maybe I don't know if I don't know if they have dedicated servers or not, but maybe people are like maybe people are lag switching or something like that to to get an advantage and cheat. Maybe that's how some people are cheating. Um, but you know, I ran one one other case is I ran through a door, and as soon as I ran through the door, I was dead. And I was like, that guy, sh- it's like shotguns. It's like stupid shot. I hate shotguns in games. Um, I was like, oh, I, I ran through the corner and he shotgunned me. No, that wasn't the case. It was uh, his kill cam was me running through the door and him shooting me, shooting me, shooting me, shooting me, and then kills me. But it was an instant death on my end. So look for that to see if that happens. And, and if it does, maybe leave and pick up another joint on another room or something. But that's one thing that was kind of negative that happened to me. And, and then to end on a positive note, I have posted... <laughs> Two, <laughs> two videos <laughs> of uh, I felt I felt awesome because I watched Darkness four two nine. He plays on PC. I watched his twenty four hour stream, and he was picking people off when they eject out of their Titan. And uh, and he's like, he's always like, nailed it, nailed it. You know, he says nailed it, and that's all he would do because these guys would shoot out, and he would just fire one shot and hit them almost every time ejecting out of that. I saw uh, that, yeah. And uh, so I'm like, ah, you know, PC, you know, precision pointing and stuff. And I did it twice yesterday <laughs> on <laughs> Xbox, and I was just like, nailed it. <laughs> but yeah, I have I have two of them on my feed. If anybody goes out and looks, I called it I called it pool and pool version two. But one was way off in the distance, and when I hit it, I was just like, yes. <laughs> so, but uh, I'm having fun. I can't wait for Frontier Defense, but. Um, I've been getting better at it, so I think I'm over. I think I'm level ten or something like that, almost double digits if I'm not. So, but that's all. You're up. Alrighty. Um. So, as you mentioned, I did finish the campaign. Um, I, I in fact, <laughs> of all the achievements in the game, there's only five left for me to get. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 97% of the achievements are in the campaign. Um, so all that's left for me right now is I've got to play on the two hardest levels 
There's one that I know I'll never get. It's the one with getting on, like being in the top spot on the gauntlet board. This this reminds me of the Call of Duty Modern. I think it was Modern Warfare One, where you had that mission where you were in the plane and you had to run to the front and clear it out in like mm-hmm. less than thirty seconds or something like that. Or do you, you guys remember what mission I'm talking about? Yes. Yep. It was like near friggin' impossible. Um, and that's what I, I it's, it's, that's, what's going to be here. So, um, that's going to be one. I, there's just no way I even ran through it just fast as I could. And I got through it in like 40 something seconds, but I didn't kill anybody. I'm like, I'm just gonna run through and see what happens. Well, then it, I guess, cause you didn't kill the, the, the guys in the gauntlet, then it adds time. And I said, it still was like, oh, one minute and 15 seconds. I'm like, well, I don't know how you're going to get under 30 seconds on this thing. But, um, and then there's two more that I can get in campaign. One is like killing three Titans with the same core ability. Uh, I've done that, but it must be three Titans at the same time. Like with the, within that same, once you launch that ability, you got to take three right then. So I don't think you, because I've used the same core ability and killed multiple Titans throughout the course of the game, and it, it didn't count. So, um, And then there was another one. I don't remember what it was, but uh, got all the collectibles and you know uh, everything else. So it's real. There's a lot. If you're an achievement hunter, this is going to be an easy almost thousand. The only one, there's only like three for multiplayer. One's just customizing a loadout. One's winning a match. And I don't remember what the other one was, but it was not anything complicated like you'll get those if you just play probably two rounds you'll you know you'll have all three of those so they didn't focus on that like last time uh, so it's a very achievement friendly game uh, i was hoping to get the full 1k there's no way i'm going to get that last achievement i don't know if i want to play this game on master level um there was sometimes that like you said with braun with the doing the uh, platforming yeah I get the point of it, but it kind of frustrated me at parts. There were some parts that, especially when I was going back doing the collectibles, I had the game on easy and I was like, I can't make the jump or I'm doing something stupid. And there's a, you know, some of them are pretty tricky. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of like, really, you know, does it really need to be that, you know, bouncing or it's like mirror's edge almost, you know, it's just like, come on. Not as bad, but um, it, it's not complicated. But it, it, at times, I was just like, is this really necessary? But I, I get it. You can wall run, and, and it's getting you, if you do that first, then it gets you into that mindset that it is a different game. It's not just a run and gun. It is a wall run and wall hang and, you know, sliding, and, you know, it's very fast-paced. So I they're setting you up to be successful in multiplayer. So I, I don't have too big of an issue with it. Um, I think it'll be more frustrating on the master level. Um, but, but it seems like for the most part, when you were doing that, you weren't necessarily fighting people either. There was only maybe one area that I do recall today where I was doing some wall running and getting bombarded, um, which on a master level could be really tough to do. But if you can clear everybody out before you start running out there, then you should be okay. But uh, campaign was good. I liked it. Um, I got to be careful what I say because I, I don't want to ruin anything. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I really cared about my Titan. All right. Um, BT. BT. Yeah. I really did care a lot about him. And, you know, so, uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. I, I love the lines that he says. So there was like, uh, uh, the one obvious one was like, he says something and you have two options, you know, you can go up or down, uh, to reply back. So you, you know what you're going to say to BT. One thing I hated was oftentimes that would come up while you're in combat. Yeah. Like, what a stupid time to make me do a wheel select of what I want to say to him when I'm trying to fight. Um, I thought that was kind of really poor, poorly planned. Um, but um, there was one where it's like, you know, and you reply back, wow, yeah, you can say that again. And he actually repeats it. Yeah, he repeats line. it. And as soon as, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I know he's going to repeat it. You know, you yeah. already knew it, but yeah. it still put a smile on your face when he repeats the thing. And yeah. there were several times like um, about like that the, the, the comment from BT was just just hysterical, you know, and he, you know, and it's just a robot. He's just he's saying it like like a statement of fact. And it's just such, it's so funny. Um, there was one about when you get tossed uh, a couple times in the game, he's going to throw you. And um, there was one about a comment about, Oh, this should be easy. You know, we've done this before. And he's like, well, there's, it's not easy. There's no easy way to calculate moving target. And he goes into this like explanation, you, you know, and it just, it just makes you laugh. You know, it's just, it's kind of funny. Because you're kind of your character's kind of being humorous, and you know the robots being very statistical and analytical, and uh, it's very funny. So yeah, there's one one part that I liked where he was explaining like, like to love something. Oh is, yes, is, is, is to love something is is having this and this and this. So since he only has half of that, he guess he loves loves you like fifty fifty percent of the. 50% love of you yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to look up funny BT lines to find out what the exact wording of it was, but it was pretty funny because he goes into an explanation of what love is. And then since he's only in, he could do half of it. He guess he loves me 50%. <laughs> so it was, it was real fun, entertaining. Um, so yeah, story was good and it was short, so it doesn't drag on. Um, and what I, I really liked, like the environments were really good. And there was times that it's like, especially in the first stage, you're in this forested area. I mean, everything looks amazing. I was like, wow, this is beautiful. Um, it's like at times you're like looking at where the, the, the shots, the bullets are coming from. Cause you can't see where the enemies are, right. you know? And it's like, you're trying to, okay, where's that tracer fire coming from? You know, and you follow that to find your enemy. And, but, uh, the Titan fights were fun. Um, I didn't think if you played the game, I played the game on normal. Uh, it was not, overly complicated uh, which was nice that's what i want i just want to be able to play it have you know there's a couple areas i had to redo a couple times but it wasn't like super frustrating and, and i like that i just want to play and have fun and enjoy it um some of the collectibles you're going to need a guide because some of them are just like you would never you know go find it um so there are guides out there and uh yeah it's fun so the multiplayer side i've been doing a lot of that and I really like it. There's something I haven't tried yet, Brun, which is a new mode. So, so anybody complaining they didn't bring all the modes over? They do have um, new stuff, and there's one called Coliseum, and you have to get tickets to go oh, in. Yeah. And um, I actually got a couple from the Mountain Dew codes. Yeah, I just handed two of them out in the chat. 
Cool. Um, so what that is, is you can go in there or I, I guess you can buy tickets with your credits that you earn in game. Um, but it's a one on one pilot versus pilot. There's no Titans. You both start out in a small little arena, I guess. Um, and you just basically duke it out mano a mano and, uh, the first one to get three kills, I guess wins. And then they get a reward. So there's the, um, I forgot what they're called. Some, the advocate gift. I think it's advocate. And yeah. um, so you can get like gifts if you're good enough or go in there. So that's a way to get some additional unlocks and stuff like that. Uh, so that's a new game mode. I haven't tried it yet. And uh, but yeah, it seems like all the original game modes are there. I, I just and they've got a few others. Um, the only thing I see missing is Frontier Defense. But I do know Titanfall has said that there's going to be no season pass. All their future maps and modes are going to be free. So I'd imagine we're going to see a Frontier Defense again. I really hope, I really, really hope it comes oh, as yeah, an yeah. add-on um, because I loved that. That was my favorite um, mode to play. But uh, Amped Hard Hardpoint is fun. I've been we played. I play that uh, that nutrition the most. Um, the Bounty One Bounty Hunt. That's if you played in the tech test, they had that mode in there. You gotta you when you kill or do do um, complete tasks like the bounties when they drop in the titans. If you kill them, and you get money that you got to deposit between each wave. But the enemies out there run into the same banks that deposit the money, and if they kill you while you're there, they can pick your money up and put it in. And so it, it's it's not my favorite mode. Um, I like the little twist, but. Some of these teams will camp those banks, and so you got to really pay attention. Um, and uh, yeah, but I I do like the amped hard hard point. Um, make sure you amp them up, and you keep a body there, and you get yeah. double points. You gotta yep. you know so try to keep the best thing to do is take just focus on two of them. Let them have that third one. Mm-hmm. And chances are they're not going to keep a guy there to keep it amped. So keep your main one, you know, amped. Maybe keep a couple guys to protect it and send the rest of your team out to work and fight for that middle one. Um, and try to keep those two. So, yeah, a quick tip for anybody that plays hard, you know, when you're playing hard point. And the same, this is like, and this is like a technique I use in Battlefield is, you know, you'll go up and you'll start to cap it, push two people up to the next point. And what you'll find is you can see the, the circles going around to see who caps what. And you can see the other team if it they're if they're amping it, and if your amp is going faster than theirs, you know you have more people on your point, and they're pushing people forward. So it's just like all of a sudden, if yours is going up real fast and theirs is going up real slow, you already know at this point they are moving forward to the next point, and you're going to be bumping into somebody. Just as a, it's kind of a little heads up for you to know that you're going to be hitting people. Now, if yours is going, if theirs is going up real fast, faster than yours, that means. They have more bodies back then. You might not have as much resistance. So, little tip for you. <laughs> but I'm I my only real gripe about the um, multiplayer is their new network that they have. Yeah, so there yeah. is a this Xbox Life network. It's all lowercase with the spaces. You can just search and join the network. Um, that I even I posted in the tech test what I noticed when we had a network. And if you were in the in the network when you were in the tech test, it still exists and you're still in it. So as soon as the game launched, the network still existed. And there was like 35 people in it that were got in during the tech test. So, um, but you're going to, 
you know, go ahead and join. It'll populate people from the TXL community on that bottom. And the thing I don't like is like you can send out an invite to the network and then it'll basically hit everybody and then you can, you know, they can accept up. And But it, once you play around, it drops everybody back out. You know, it's like it, it, it'll go and, and it doesn't really tell you that. You go back to your screen, you see your network down there, and then it launches the next game and you're by yourself. Everybody's in their own game. And it's like, I wish it would keep that group together. Um, so what we found out this weekend was to party up like the old, the old yeah. Titanfall game, you, you create your own party lobby and then it keeps everybody together. So um, I guess the network's nice. You can see who's on from the TXL community. Oh, who's playing. Um, but it didn't, doesn't work the way I thought it was going to work. I shot them out another thing today saying, Hey, you know, this isn't keeping people together. Is it intended to, be only one match or is it intended to keep you together? Cause it's not. So hopefully right. somebody will hopefully reply, but I'm going to imagine it's a one time thing since they didn't fix it from the tech tech test. Right. So, and I did report it then too. So is, is clubs available or is this still preview program? Still preview program. Okay. I'm waiting for it to go live because I know you there you can do looking for the, group and stuff like is, that. Oh, sorry. The Xbox yeah, it, beta app, you can, it has the groups in there too. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. one thing I want to do is, is I, I still tend to play with 10 to 15 people regularly that are on. And, uh, I know the new Xbox has people following in this and that. Um, but I have almost 200 people on my friends list. And I have to have to clear it out. It's yeah. it's it's it's. I mean, what happens is if I want to get people up toward the top, you know, you favorite them, but then it's just like if you don't favorite people and their names are you know wing, I have to scroll through eighty people to get down through there. And 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 again, not to rant or you know, Microsoft really needs to get this AI or UI stuff corrected because the new dat the dashboard now. I'm really not becoming a fan of it at all. It is, and and Mark, I know we've talked. It's like, oh, mine's snappy and it's run fine. Mine's not mm-hmm. snappy. Mine's not snappy anymore. Mine's slow. I mean, it is just insanely slow. And yeah, I've I've had issues with Titanfall too. Mm-hmm. When that game's on, I can't even pull up the. I can't. There's times like today, I could even get back to the home. I couldn't even get right. to the dashboard. I couldn't pull it up at all. And if I was able to, and I go left to look at the achievements or the friends list, nothing comes up. It's like it right. goes over and it kind of grays out like it's going to pop it up, and nothing pops up. So I I don't know if that's because Titanfall is using so many resources or what, but yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the plug on the box tonight and give it a nice hard reset and see if yeah. I see any better. Maybe I'll maybe I'll see some improvements on Battlefield playing and maybe I should do maybe that. Maybe I can too. pull the list. Maybe I can pull the home guide up when I'm playing Titanfall. <laughs> but I know I, I know I kind of want to clear up my list and and you know I know my list will still be you know 30, 40 deep and and for people that I play with you know play with if you play with me in the last two three weeks don't worry I, I won't be getting rid of everybody on there but um, I'm really anxious to use that club to go and see oh who's playing a game or let me do see who's looking for group and and I'll jump in there and and I don't care if you, if you're following me and you see me in a party you're more than welcome to jump in my party 
Like we don't have you don't have to be in my friends list. Uh, I think we had somebody pop in our friends in our party that is following us. Um, and you're not on my if you're not on my friends list, that's cool. But the other thing is, I don't think they had a mic or anything, so we didn't know who it was. <laughs> um, but we didn't kick them out. You know, we just I kept them biting them in. I'm just like, hey, you know, maybe you listen to the show or or not. So, uh, just keep that in. I'll have to keep that in mind when it goes live. Um, to do it because I I do need to trim it down. I need to get rid of like a hundred plus off my list. It's it's kind of it's causing more problems than it's helping, and I think the clubs yeah. might help that out. So not that I don't love everybody that is on my friends list or like <laughs> everybody's on my friends list, and and but uh, yeah, all right. So, Main community then? Or? Yeah, I think um, I think we can pretty much jump into there. All right. So I got uh, Ross NYC reached out to me and um, stated that he's got a Halo 5 Guardians limited edition physical disc with the steel book that he is willing to give away. I think it came with a console he bought and he already had it. So he's willing to give this away to the community. So we're going to ask a question Who is your Titan in the Titanfall 2 campaign? And uh, we're looking for the full name. You can't shorten it like we did in our conversation today. So if you play back and say, oh, this is what you called him. No. No, we want the full name. Um, So we specifically just called him BT. (laughs) It's not too hard. It'll be a real easy question. But don't say BT because you will not be included in the giveaway. So if you're looking for, uh, this is a physical edition. So it comes on disc for all you uh, collectors. Um, and that's a thanks to Ross NYC. We will give you a week to submit your answer. Um, just shoot us an email at contact at this xboxlife.com and uh, we will randomly select the winner. Um, also, Hullraiser has also reached out to me with some more codes. So these are for Gears of War 1 and 2. And uh, we're just, I'm just going to say it. So. Um, and hopefully some of our audio listeners will have a chance if you need Gears of War 1 or 2. Here we go. P9Q7F XQJ7C 7F JYD C4HYC PJGHZ um, and I don't know if that's for one or two. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's number one. He just put them all in the same message. So I'm, I'm assuming that's Gears of War 1. Uh, here's the next code. H-H-D-H-G-3-Y-X-F-K-H-K-Y-Q-3-9-R-7-M-X-H. HJX9Z. That should be for Gears of War 2. Thank you very much, Hallraiser and Ross NYC. We appreciate you, the community uh, helping out that way. All right. Um, so, Mark mentioned if uh, you want to, or mentioned emails, but also voicemails. Uh, if you want to send a voicemail, you can go to thisxboxlife.com, click on send voicemail, follow the prompts, and your voicemail will be sent to us and we will put it in the show. Uh, this week, I just noticed we had one, and I downloaded the file, so this will be tricky live 
<laughs> dropping this in here to see if it plays. But uh, who do we have this week? Cat Flap 1970. All right. Let's get this in here and give it a shot. Hi, guys. Cat Flap 1970 here from the UK. Wishing you a, a lovely day. We had a fascinating show last week about our Australian brothers. Absolutely fascinating. 42 million uh, population. We've got 10 in London. 63-mile drive, I hear you guys do. Uh, each way for commuting. I do 10 miles, and it takes me 45 minutes each way. Problems of being an engineer. Anyway, the Xbox One uh, controller, the Elite controller. I'm having problems with moving my Xbox into uh, another location within my uh, house. And the, the controller range is brilliant. Is there any way I could... Fix this. Has Xbox come out with an idea about how to extend the range on, on these devices? Is there anything I can do to extend the range on these devices? Um, if anyone knows the resolution to this, it would be much appreciated because I can't play Xbox in my bed because my console was downstairs. Um, I'd buy the extend to connect version to extend my connect away from my device. Unfortunately, I've had issues with that. And I can't get it now to control my TV via the infrared blaster built in the Connect. So if anyone has any resolutions on that, it would be much appreciated. Um, great show, guys, as usual. And um, sending you much love with your upcoming elections. It's quite interesting um, <laughs> from the rest of the world to be watching your interesting um, election. So I wish you luck with that. And uh, if anyone's... Sounds like, yeah, cut off there at the end. Oh, boy. Interesting election. Yeah. <laughs> right about that. Oh, sorry for the beeping, beeping. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's having an interest watching our country getting ready to go up in flames. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. Um, let's see. Range on your controller. I don't think there's anything that they have. Um the range isn't like too far on those. It's only, it's not. It's 30. According to, I looked it up at Microsoft's community. There was an answer given that says you have to be within 30 feet of the, of the console. Um, which that I think is, I've got, I've got a controller that if I'm sitting at my desk and it's probably, well, it's a lot less than that. It'll disconnect. Yeah. Um, it's not 30 feet. I know that it's, it's like you get more than about 15 feet away and it kicks yeah. off. So I, I know going through floors and going through walls, I mean, 30 feet is probably like clear view, uh, very little interference because if you're in a room with wire, Wi-Fi and stuff, who knows what's interfering in there that's yeah. going to cause problems. I don't think they have any extenders or anything like that. If your Xbox is downstairs and you want to play you know, something in your bedroom... If you have a laptop or anything, you can obviously do the streaming and plug in your controller into your laptop. It's like the best bet. Yeah, and, and do it that way. I know I've done it that way before, uh, but I do not know of anything. I apologize. I do not. So, do you guys know of anything to extend? Or No, it doesn't look like there's anything. No. All right. Ten, 45 minutes ago, 10 miles. Oh, that would be horrible. <laughs> that's 
Hey, that's the same thing here in Chicago. Well, actually, you know, majority of my drive to work is when I get up toward Columbus. And so it's only 10, 15 miles there. And that's a majority of the time of my drive. It's only when you get around the the silly people that don't know what's left from right, what lane they should be driving in, how fast they should be going. <laughs> yeah, people. some people, let me say this, some people in Columbus wouldn't survive in Chicago. Because when I was going through, when I went up to visit you guys <laughs> in Chicago, I was driving in a 45. I was going 70 and people are passing me going like 90. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, I like this town. <laughs> Cause I'm like, you drive, you drive 45 miles an hour. You're getting ran over. <laughs> so, and then also when the light turns green, if you're not moving forward before the light turns green, you are instantly Creepy. getting a honk. <laughs> I was just like, I couldn't even lift my p- foot off the pedal. They're honking at me already. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to be rolling. As soon as you see yellow on the other lights, <laughs> you got to be rolling or else you're getting honked at. So, Peer pressure. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right. So that uh, that is uh, thisxboxlive.com. Uh, do a send voicemail. You can also send us an email by clicking the contact link and filling out the form or sending an email directly to us at contact at thisxboxlive.com. And that's what you'll do to enter your uh, for the drawing for um, the Halo 5 limited edition physical disc, by the way, like you said. Uh, we did get one email this week. So, Rob, do you want to earn your paycheck tonight? All right. This one's from Headshot Jim. All right, guys. Great show. Keep it up. EA Access and Titanfall 2 seem to be a hot topic right now. And that if Respawn have pulled Titanfall 2 out of EA Access, then others will follow suit. I've had EA access from the start, and I remember being disappointed as Respawn did something very similar with the first Titanfall, claiming their game would never go into the EA vault. Yet, a year later, it's in the vault. I know that the vault is different to the discounts and early access, but I guess my point is how much influence a Respawn actually has over EA access. And are there... Or are others really going to follow suit as no others have since the first time Respawn made those early claims about the Titanfall 1? Cheers, guys. What do you guys think? My my thought is, I don't recall ever hearing Respawn and Titanfall 1 ever saying anything about E-Access. Titanfall 1 was out long before E-Access ever was. So... You know, there was no the whole discount and all that, and whether it was in the vault really wasn't an issue. Um, the the issue that I'm bringing forth with this is that you have a game that EA is publishing, and they're letting the developer dictate to them whether it will be a part of EA access. Uh, this was something EA said, but their customers, you're going to get discounts on all EA published games. You're going to get uh, you know stuff in the vault. They never said everything would ever end up in the vault. They're just going to say over time, we'll put stuff there. So I don't expect every EA title to end up in the vault. Um, but I do expect to get the, the discount, uh, the time trials and stuff like that, that we've seen with every game um, so far. So this is the first one. I'm not, I'm not trying to say he's wrong because, uh, you know, I could be. They could have said, well, our Titanfall will never be in the vault. I, I don't know. Um, I don't recall that. This is the first uh, story I'm aware of where a developer has said that, you know, this is not going to be part of EA Access. So I think uh, 
that will dictate, you know, other developers possibly doing the same. Just don't understand why it would matter. Um, tight, uh, Respawn's not losing any money on it at all. It's EA doing the discount. So, but uh, I don't know. Ron, any yeah, I, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know what influence they have over putting their game. Because I thought EA's the publisher. They should be able to put it anywhere they want unless they had something worked up in a deal that said no. Um, or, or something like that, but um, I know on PC you can already find it for like forty buck, forty five dollars, or something like that. It's been discounted already. Uh, yeah, so like ten percent is kind of a joke. Yeah, you know, it's like it, it, that, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just it, yeah, and and for anybody that doesn't have it, it and you're wanting to get it or whatever, definitely go get it. You know, it, it you can wait for it to go on sale more. I guess I actually the first Titanfall. I bought it and every piece of DLC for like $5 or something one time. It was crazy. I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to buy it. And I bought it. And I'm just like, man, I wish I would have got this game when it came out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't wait for it to come up in the vault. To me, that's even if it does end up there or anything like that, I, I wouldn't want to wait that long. That's well over a year or so before they yeah, put it there. And by at that point in time, what you're going to happen is people like Mark or myself or, you know, who knows who's going to be playing it at that time? Uh, right. So, but yeah, that's a good question, though. Thanks for the email. Um, let's see. Um, other ways to get a hold of us: you can go to thisxboxlife.com/slash Twitter, and I'll take us directly to our Twitter account, or slash Facebook, which will take you to our Facebook account, um, or our Facebook group. It is a closed group, but yet, you know. Request an invite, get in, converse with everybody else in our community. We have an awesome community out there. They are fantastic. Good stories and everything to talk about. Giveaways, people people post codes up all the time like, hey, here's this, here's this. I mean, I just gave away the entire Gears of War collection myself, and I just put it out to Facebook. Like, who wants this? Just send me a message, and I got rid of all my codes for people that were just looking for a single code to complete their collection. And uh, I was able, hopefully, able to help people get some games out there. So uh, that's this xboxlife.com slash Twitter or slash Facebook. Uh, what's out new this week? A whole bunch of stuff, apparently. All right. So for Xbox One, we have Hitman Episode 6, Hokkaido. That's out on Monday. Then uh, Hitman, uh, regular Hitman, uh, also out on Monday. I don't know why that is listed that way because. Hitman's been out for a while, but yeah, that made no sense to me. Because I double checked that, and it said it's coming out for PS4 and also uh, PC. Hmm. But whatever, maybe that's the retail with all the yeah. episodes in there. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, because isn't uh, this the I, last episode? I think coming out. I think it for is season one. Six is, I think. For, yeah. yeah, yeah, but the link that they have takes you to the regular game, which is weird. But anyway. Not like their stuff's perfect, but okay. So uh, then Super Dungeon Brothers, and I believe that is the Games with Gold title Yep. Uh, for November. Uh, Atari Flashback Classics Volume 1 out on November 1st. Atari Flashback Classics Volume 2 out same day. Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 plus Arcade Game Series. Then Earth's Dawn on November 2nd. 
Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, November 4th. And uh, actually, of all the different versions, I guess, of uh, Call of Duty coming out on the 4th. And Gas Guzzlers Extreme as well on November 4th. Xbox 360 doesn't have anything. And again, uh, you got another couple days here to actually, or one day, to get Super Mega Baseball Extra Innings because uh, that is up on the 31st for uh, the Games with Gold for Xbox One. Escapists is still ongoing. You can get that for a couple uh, more weeks. And the title for the 360, which also is backwards compatible, is I Am Alive. That one's up on the 31st. Also, if you're making any purchases on Amazon, uh, particularly if you're purchasing any kind of holiday gifts for uh, friends, family, or uh, podcast podcast hosts, then uh, just make sure to uh, go to our Amazon affiliate link. You can find that on our website at thisxboxlife.com. Hit the big Amazon logo on there each and every time you make your Amazon purchases. That will we get a teeny tiny itty bitty little finder's fee for sending you their way. It does not cost you anything extra. So please make sure to use that each and every time that you make your purchase on Amazon. It really helps us out. Also, if you use iTunes to consume your podcasts, music, and such, uh, find a show on there and give us a five star review. The more five star reviews that we get, uh, the higher up in the rankings we go, and it helps us become a featured show. So um, that's about it here for episode 409. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Nope. Nope. Me neither. All right, cool. Well, thanks everybody for coming out. We will catch you next week. Uh, Same great time and Twitch channel. We may have a special guest next week too. Oh, nice. So I was told next week would be good. Okay. So. Just leave it as a tease. <laughs> All right. All right, then. Well, with that, I'm Brun BJ Swick 33. I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Mark EK Wingman 709, taking off. <laughs>